0: In order to know virtue, we must first acquaint ourselves with Vice. Okay, everybody, this is so exciting. And also a little bit sort of sad. I know, it is sad. It is sad. Um, So, we are recording the last chapter, the last episode of Vice, the podcast.
1: (gasps) It's the end of an era. It really is. But, I mean,
0: we're going to be back for... Yes, I think, I feel like it's been going for almost two years. I don't think it is a full two years, but I think nearly. Yeah. Because we we started in January, didn't we? Literally, like, as COVID left our lives. Yes. And it's now September, so I think it's been almost two years of doing 20 chapters. (laughs) (laughs) Which tells you everything about us you need to... We're so organised. Jesus Christ. Trying to get three women in a room together once every two weeks, you would think... It's fine. That's not so difficult. No. Two years, ladies and gentlemen, for 20 chapters. That's not even a chapter a month. <laughs> we'll
1: probably be more free, like, post this and be, yes. actually hang yes. out more. Yeah. Oh.
0: So for you guys, so you're going to listen to this this episode, which is um, chapter 19, episode 19, the submission, but you will also have a bonus chapter 20, um, where we do a bit of a, a wrap up, a roundup. So do listen to that because it was very fun And you will meet Astrid for the first time ever And then we're even doing a little bloopers reel as well for you As a wee bonus So this is not the end for you guys You will have two more sort of chapters after this But for us It's
1: the last one Yeah
0: And because it's Vice Obviously we've recorded those two bonus things before this Well the rap party
1: had to be in summer Yes, really, yes. Um, it had to be post festival because come the festival, everyone's lives just goes insane. Oh yeah, Chris, all bets are off. Yeah. Festival, well, yeah. If you've not been to the Edinburgh Festival, we've probably mentioned it before. I think we um, have. yeah, but you should definitely, definitely give it a go. Yes, I mean the festival is just like the city's just on fire, isn't it? Yeah,
0: there's no. Pl- there, it's hard to explain unless you've been. There is no place like it on Earth. It's the biggest arts festival in the world, and yes, unless you have actually experienced it, it's you don't really comprehend how. Wild it is. It also helps that bars are open 24 hours a day. Yeah. And, yeah, you kind of lose yourself in August, I feel. It's carnage, yeah. Yes. I do know somebody that used to run a bar during the festival and I don't think slept for August for a good three years. You look back at that and you're like, that was the time of my life. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: So, yes. So, from the Vice crew, from, you know, Hunter... Tiffany... And tonight we have of course the fabulous
2: Lady Diana has come back
0: yes, for the amazing. final episode She's come back for the final I love it and I also love this because Lady Diana's episode was the one that um, disappeared That somehow got yeah. recorded over or deleted or well the first half that was, So that was this one yeah. so I'm so happy she's back um, and for the last chapter So um, yes everybody buckle up The final, the final chapter, the final episode Here we go This submission. But hurry, let's entwine ourselves as one, our mouth broken, our soul bitten by love, so time discovers us safely destroyed. And for that I have to credit the amazing Federico Garcia Lorca. And I'm gonna irritate my editor and Darcy immediately by talking a little bit about Lorca, very briefly, just because I love him. He is a Spanish playwright who was executed during the Spanish Civil War. And he is amazing. So if you have never heard of him, go and watch a play of his or read something because he is just delightful. Okay. Hunter sat alone at the table, her eyes listlessly following the candlelight that flickered off the crystal glassware. She couldn't believe what she had heard. A part of her, she supposed, had always suspected that he was incapable of doing such harm to a woman. But to have the fact confirmed to her was a very different matter completely. She was relieved, of course, but she had spent so long swallowing back her desire for him that she wasn't sure those feelings were still there. Maybe it was all too late. Hunter was no closer to making sense of this internal chaos when Casanova crossed the room, only to stop by her shoulder. Heaven or hell, he asked. His voice was pure seduction. Hunter gave her answer without even thinking. Hell, she said. In many ways, she felt like she was there already. Casanova gently handed her a crystal ampoule of thick, sticky, red liquid. Drink, he commanded. She swallowed the liquid down, trying desperately to ignore the thought that it looked like arterial blood. It tasted sweet and very alcoholic. It reminded her of the tea that he had given her the morning of the wedding. It brought a sad smile to her lips. She swallowed, and in that one action, she knew that she'd accepted everything that would befall her in hell that night. Casanova motioned to the waterfall of red velvet that concealed the descent into hell. Hunter rose slowly, as if in a trance, and followed his languorous gesture. Sorry, just taking a sip of wine. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. I <laughs> anyway, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> she passed through the curtain into a starkly lit stairway that descended so far into the darkness that its end was out of sight. Perhaps it wasn't precisely what Danty had in mind, but it was intimidating nonetheless. Hunter filled her lungs with the smell and smoke of innumerable candles and took her first deliberate steps down into the inferno. She would go gladly into the smoky, lustful hell, if only to clear her mind of images of blood, death, betrayal and pain. Mary Antoinette watched Hunter descend the stairs from her vantage point above the party. Casanova had returned to her and was already embedded between her thighs. The folds of her skirt spread, spread wide to afford everyone an appropriate view. She sighed, partly in obvious pleasure and partly in a sort of ennui. She knew the woman who was descending to hell, liked her even. She had noticed that she had seemed far from her usual self recently. Perhaps that was why she had failed to recognise her. But then no one ever recognised her because no one ever really looked. She left as many clues as she considered decent but they withered before blind eyes. Not one of all of the women who frequented the hall had ever noticed that all of the invitations that were sent out at the behest of Tiffany were almost identical to the ones that arrived from the Duchess. The only difference was the absence of antlers and the addition of a fleur-de-lis. Well, if they were too slow to understand such simple clues, they didn't deserve to know anyway. Marissa smiled a slow, sardonic smile behind her mask and wondered when their paths would cross again. No doubt at the hall, she supposed. She smiled at the thought until her mind was brought shudderingly back to the moment as Cas... (laughs) Sorry, how to fuck it up just on the last sentence. As Casanova's expert-looking... Brought her to a thundering climax. The Duchess moaned appreciatively. Mm.
1: Did not say Casper, That would be weird. <laughs> no, so this is exactly what I thought you said. And I was like, the
0: friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a big reveal for all of those who've been with us for the entire time. Hopefully you've read the book, so it's not a big surprise. But if you haven't, the Duchess throughout her, her identity has been a big secret. And now, as it turns out, it was Marissa all along. I actually thought it was.
1: Did you? I didn't. I never trusted Marissa. Oh, interesting. She just didn't seem like a nice person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I was surprised in a good way. I was like, oh, it's her. Oh, oh, fun. Do you think? Look, am I thinking of the wrong person? I think you're thinking of Stephanie.
1: You're no, kidding. I'm not. No, There's okay. another one. Um, who's the other lady that was... She was a bit of a bitch. <laughs>
0: There's so many. Um,
1: a bit of a bitch. She's the one that welcomed Andrew to
0: society. Oh, the Marchesa. That's it. Sorry, yes. M. The Marchesa. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay, so that's where I'm getting confused. Ah, uh, yes. The no, Marchesa. it's not the Marchesa. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, Marissa is the housekeeper at the hall. Oh,
1: of course. Yes yes. Yes,
0: yes. 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 That Tiffany's always well yourself so concerned about being too you know over the top and front of turns out she's been head of this society all the time.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I knew this but, um, I just thought she was not a nice person <laughs> <laughs> bit harsh bit harsh she's your housekeeper I, was gonna I say. know my housekeeper I just, I've always hated that bitch <laughs> the thing she has to deal with I think she needs a raise that's actually fair yeah it's like our housekeepers yeah <laughs> well we have the same one yeah. bless her I mean she's not a housekeeper she's a cleaner.
0: but she still has to deal with a lot of shit she does she's absolutely wonderful and she keeps feeding the both of us so yeah I don't know Maybe And then she comes
1: it. And she like feeds me Greek pastries And I'm like Oh go on then <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good <laughs> I
0: think she worries That you just don't cook Because she's seen your kitchen <laughs> Which she's is like, beautiful by the way But looks like it did The day it was unwrapped
1: um, No
0: that's not true I've been a Domestic Goddess this week Have you? Yeah
1: Trapped me in the house By myself I've got nothing else to do
0: What have you cooked then?
1: Um, so I've made lentil and red pepper soup. You look at me like you're not sure. <laughs> and I've made a vegetable chili. Oh. And yeah, I've made like poke bowls. <laughs>
0: Pokey it's balls. like she's being interrogated. <laughs> you look <laughs> terrified. I swear I made poke bowls. I made poke bowls. I fried some prawns.
1: <laughs> I marinated them.
0: Yeah? Yes. Yeah. But you know, we're, we're three skewers enough. <laughs> three skewers is plenty. You may have to tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) So I was really... So I'm just just back from Las Vegas. This is the second time in this podcast that she's just come back from... This is how long we've been going. Last time you had lungitis. Yeah. And this time I also came back with COVID. Yes. Um, but So Vegas people. Yeah. Awesome. So I came back
1: with ironitis last time, which you probably remember by my throat, so at least I can talk now. That's
0: trying to take over last time. She was sounding like Phoebe Buffet. Yeah. I was like, Smelly Cat. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so yeah, came back with COVID and ended up basically spending all night all week by myself. But yeah, in in Vegas, um marijuana is legal. So we Marijuana, Handsome <laughs> America—that's what we
0: call it. Mary Jane.
1: <laughs> so we, um, yeah, we may have got some edibles and had a little, you know, sweet treat after our dinner. Well, actually, it was before our dinner. Um, probably took too much. And you're lucky you got dinner. Uh, yeah, I'm so lucky I got dinner. And yeah, basically ended up I was completely useless. Went for three naps throughout the night, and. It took me 25 minutes to get the vegetables from the fridge, and I basically couldn't do anything with them. Um, and then finally, I was given a task. It was like, right, just fucking skewer the prawns. <laughs> <laughs> and you, know how, and you prawns. know how you're going to... You know how normally you skewer prawns, like, sideways? Yes. Uh, you know, in a proper proper way. Well, I didn't do that. And I was, like, putting them on flat.
0: flat what? What? Like, oh God! Like through the no. middle. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and then at please! Somebody sent in a picture of screwing prawns that way because that and, is just and then, ridiculous. And then I just looked at I looked at Richard and <laughs> I was like, "It's nice
1: just right." And he was like, "Well, I mean, you could try doing it this way."
0: <laughs> and I
1: just looked at them and I was like, "Of course, that's how you prawns." <laughs> and we just laughed. I mean, honestly, I was a nightmare. So like. Don't smoke weed, kits. It's not great.
2: <laughs> do edibles.
0: They're much more do fun. Do edibles. They're way
1: easier to manage. <laughs> and this
2: is why you need to give Marissa a raise. Yes. Because she wasn't there to help. <laughs> she had
0: to clear up the prawns. Fucking prawns. Ever. I can see that you actually skewered them. Like, Straight up. Oh, please. I Do you know yeah. what? I'm going to actually do that and take a photo and just post it on the Instagram <laughs> for this because that's the funniest thing I've heard in a long, long it was more, time. It was
1: more Richard's face. He just looked at me and was like...
0: Oh, honey, maybe,
1: maybe you do it this way. And then, of course, like, your, your (laughs) mind just kicks in and you're like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Like, I'm so fucking high. Like, I can't, (laughs) I can't even function. But he loves you so much. (laughs) Yeah, he puts up with a lot. That is. I mean, to be fair, I put up with a fucking lot from him as well. Oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Big dick.
0: Yeah. Big dick. I know, it's not the same that, Darcy.
2: Hunter followed the dull, repetitive thump of the music down the endless stairway. Through the half-darkness, she could see that the walls were coated in hot, sticky wax, which dripped from the antique candle... Sconces? Sconces? Wow, that's a word I haven't seen in a (laughs) long (laughs) time. Well,
0: they're quite old-fashioned. I mean, you get them in castles.
1: One thing I will not miss...
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Being, like, back. <laughs> being
0: intellectually challenged every fucking week. I wish I could promise that sacrifice will be different. It was.
2: That's why we love it, though. Your yeah. editor
0: is like, for God's sake.
2: Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, so, it's gone, so it's glad we've cleared that up. Yeah. <clears throat> the air was full of twisting smoke, reminiscent of the decaying opium dens of days long past. When, finally... She reached the bottom step. She took a deep, shuddering breath, a breath that escaped her when a man appeared in front of her from nowhere. He was enormous and intentionally terrifying. His head was clothed closed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <think> it's closed. <laughs> But even I read that when you meant clothed, I was like, actually, but yeah. Oh,
1: God. I'm so glad someone else does it. That's all I'm saying. I should
0: have an accent at you and have clothed. Clothed. His head, head. Clothe head. was clothed. Oh, this podcast gets wankier and wankier. And am sure everybody's like, thank God, is the last episode. I don't oh. know who we think we are. I know. There'll be less less um, Latin in the next book, just a lot more medical chat.
1: Right, so I'm but so that, but that to showed that. a lot of
0: medical charts. I know. What? Even as I'm yeah. saying that, I'm saying like, oh, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it's completely like
0: indescribable. I'm lying to my listeners. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Ah, it's okay. So <laughs> cloth, cloth clothed, in, in, oil black leather, and topped with the silken black horse's tail that flowed from his crown. His mouth was invisible beneath the leather, but his eyes were mocking, and fixed firmly on her. You must be the devil then, Hunter said, her natural bravado returning like a reflex. You're the first, he growled. God, or perhaps the devil, only knew what he meant by that. Do everything I say and do not move in the restraints. Whatever happens, do not move an inch. Hunter complied absolutely. She was well practised in obedience in the face of such clear masculine power. He even sounded like him, she thought as her desire for her master overwhelmed her. The feeling she had suppressed for months heaved to the surface like drowning people gasping for air in a churning ocean. She felt the coldness of iron change... Chains?
0: <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> iron iron chains makes it a bit different. <laughs> I don't know what kind of she's going to It's a society, yeah. And that's a bit of a paltry pou- tip, isn't it? <laughs> exactly.
2: I'm sure he'd be very happy with that. Um,
0: against her skin.
2: Heard the tinkling of the bindings through the cacophony of moans and sighs. More patrons had descended and were being administered to in a similar fashion. Hunter turned her head as she lay... On her back on the leather clad stone.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that, that's <laughs> Tiffany just really loudly opening a bottle of wine.
1: That was not loud. That was uh, the quietest I could have possibly done it. <laughs> the little spikes on, <laughs> on it's the. It's gonna spike now, to isn't it? I. Like, I'm, Hunter was like, she gave me like a little nod and was like, go on, open the wine. Go on. And I was like, well, we're, we're recording, so it's maybe not the most. Okay. It's the way you make it.
0: Like it was like slow and so ponderous. Listen to this now. Yeah, so that's the sound yes. of this podcast, isn't it? It wouldn't be a podcast without the glug of the wine and the turning of the pages. I miss um, when we did this on Monday nights and we were just like still getting
1: over our Sunday hangover yeah. <laughs> And then we had to drink again. And it was All like, because of Bloody Darcy choosing a fucking Monday Monday and then she didn't drink <laughs> and then the rest of us had to make up for it it was
0: just yeah. like a nonsense the whole thing so now getting through yeah. Tuesday and realizing you had the entire week to go mm. at least you don't
1: have to get a 6am flight tomorrow this girl does yeah
0: and you're staying with me thank you so much for that by the way I'd be so excited at the 4 o'clock clattering you're welcome can room. I
1: come into your room and do my hair
0: yeah sure right. just put yeah. the hair dryer on that cool. great no problem. <laughs> no problem thanks for the hospitality yeah going to break the shower while you're at it, just crack. Is that how Darcy's... Yeah. That's Darcy's thing. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <I didn't laughs> back to the quick. change. The chains. Um, not even sure where that
2: was. Oh. Uh, okay. I'll yes. start again. From okay. Hunter. 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 Hunter turned her head as she lay on her back on the leather-clad stone plinth. Another ritual sacrifice. The room was very dark the candles throwing shadows like fairy tale monsters across the walls. People were entwined all around her, on the stone floor, against the walls, over the cushions and chaise lounges. Many more were tied to St Andrew's crosses and strapped to tables like hers. It appeared that there was more than one devil in the room tonight.
1: <laughs> no, I do like it. I do enjoy that, actually. Yeah, yeah that's uh... a. <laughs> I I stole one of these from... Um, Pouches. So basically, for
0: for the listeners,
1: there is this wine frozen. What do you call this?
0: A wine cooler. A wine cooler. You so actually bought me as a wedding present.
1: Oh, I bought you, was this. you. Yeah. I was, <laughs> you were so welcome. Thanks. So I'll buy one for you, but the only one I can keep for myself, I stole mine from Wagamama. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I took it the whole way to the U.S. and brought it back you stole a wine cooler from Wagamama. Yeah, I was so drunk. Like, honestly. It you was need like, to be. It was like 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And she was like, is this yours? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, it's cold. I was like, yeah. And then I just walked out of the restaurant.
0: And then I looked at
1: it and realized it said like Cruzette.
0: You stole a cruisy wine cooler from Wagamama. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah,
1: but obviously no one knows who I am. So,
0: <laughs> Tiffany the criminal.
1: I Honestly, I was... I literally sobered up two hours later and was like, why Why did I do that? Like, why? How much did they cost? How much did I spend on that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, I didn't look it up. I reckon up they're like her. a
1: solid, like, 50 quid.
0: I mean, they're not cheap. Mm, yeah. They worked so well. I mean, thank you. We still use it. You're welcome. Yeah. That was yeah. the second wedding wedding present. The first wedding present was the little smooshy glasses that don't stand up right.
1: Yeah. I still well, have them. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I wasn't going to splurge in your second because I didn't know if there'd be a third <laughs> so sounds like a good starter mileage to test out when Yeah yes. exactly and then you're like no actually I want
0: the good stuff Yeah good yeah. stuff yeah so that's why the second time I had a registry Because <laughs> the first time we got a load of shit
1: Oh god Luca's so ungrateful <laughs> for her shit marriage
0: And her shit presence <laughs> My sister got me a fucking bonsai tree I was like what is this <laughs> That wasn't. No, that was the other sister. Obviously, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we
2: were was like first or second
0: wedding. First wedding.
2: Oh well, that's fine. We don't really care. And a bamboo them. stick.
1: That's because she hated him anyway. Yeah. That yeah. was for him. It wasn't for you. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> she was trying to cast bad juju on the wedding. That's before
0: what it she was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I still have the glasses you got, which I do love because they don't have a bottom. Well, they have a bottom, but they have a pointy bottom yeah. so they so don't you can't put them down. Yeah, they they move. bleed. They freak people out. I love that. I still freak people out with those are brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. I'll take I'm glad another you picture. Them. Yeah. I'm glad you bought those <laughs> in the divorce. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my god, it's alright, i got everything I wanted in the divorce, I just went into the I house and stole shit. I can't believe I bought you this.
1: Yeah. I'm so i I'm so so kind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, did you buy it for us or did you just steal it from Wagamama? <laughs> I'm not sure it came out. No, the oh, the story's coming out now. I didn't realize that
1: it. it was such a good design. To make. I just thought it was like a shitty one. And I was like, this is great. I want this for our camping trip.
0: You can tell Tiffany's from, you know, the, the Midwest. She loves camping, unlike the rest of us. <laughs> yep, yeah, okay. On that note, back, back to the oh, devil. I'm
2: having such a lovely time. <laughs>
0: while the editor in the corner is like what
2: What are they doing, get on with the topic her tormentor had removed her dress before chaining her down, jeez, the careful (laughs) removal of which was an impressive feat in itself she tried to lose herself in the moment submit to the thrill and the pain and the pleasure of it all but it wasn't enough it would never be enough steward was right, she was lost The fact, the very simple fact, that she belonged to him, nobody else would do. She could be with other men she knew, but they would never fulfil her. She could try other relationships, but they would inevitably pale into insignificance when compared with that she had shared with him. Or she could be with him. Then, despite his darkness and his flaws, she would have the life she had always dreamed of. The decision had already been made, of course. It had been made the moment Stuart's story had ended. Her return to him was inevitable. Yes, he was dark, and yes, he was tainted, but he was far from evil. Hunter could live with tainted. She could even enjoy it. Well, Tantra has a bit of darkness
0: in herself, I always feel. She really does, but in a good way. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they're quite evenly matched, I feel. Yeah. She says, having written the book. (laughs) I've
1: basically tried to make the match. Do you see it? That's what she... <laughs> yeah. Do you get, does everybody get it? Do you get that?
0: Okay, that's fine. You got that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Moving <laughs> <laughs> She
2: was lying on the table, in nothing but her white silken stockings. Her tormentor was tightening his chains around her. Normally, a situation like this would have both excited and calmed her. Normally, there was nothing she wanted more than another night among the clitorati. Oh, like <laughs> I wish wow. I could say
0: yeah, I came up with that, I didn't. But, yeah. <laughs> it. Cool. That's being cool. Yeah. Good. The clitorati. I feel like we're the clitorati right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Maybe not while you were in Vegas, but you know.
1: This one was the clitorati. <laughs> oh. That's another story. And it's not a no. nice one. <laughs> and we're not sharing yeah. any of these on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not,
0: even we have a line. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you'll be thankful for that line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah.
2: But as the final chain was locked into place, and he raised his cat 9 tails as she braced herself with what was to come, she had a sudden thought. She shouldn't be here. It was as if someone had spoken it clearly into her ear. The clarity of the situation bit her like the whip of her erstwhile master while trying to use... Well, was trying to use with fat. Sorry. Sorry. I was, was that my writing? No, it's no, no, Entirely no. possible. It's,
0: it's me. I should have brought my glasses. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like an old lady straining <laughs> well, to
1: <it's just> <laughs> But you got clitorati.
0: I know. I plain. love that. That flowed off the tongue. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, wow, it normally does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Tiffany, you would know, sweetheart. You would know. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh, where were we? <laughs> yeah. uh, she barely felt the sting. Big and scary as he was acting, impressive as he was, he'd never measure up to him. No one could. Even with his mane of black hair, his crow, his growls, <laughs> his growls, <laughs> his growls, <laughs> his growls <laughs> and his leather flogger. Her tormentor moved to bring the whip down once more. But he stopped when he noticed that his victim was grinning. Well, that's not good for a dominant. <laughs> he, was, he was feeling like he had no job that night. Big scary dominant. and
0: <laughs> she's just trying
2: not to giggle.
1: So she's like, oh, bitch, please. I've done this. <laughs> oh, bitch, please.
2: <laughs> I love it. I have to go. She said, looking up
0: through her mask. Now? Through <laughs> her mask. Mask. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> <clears throat> Tiffany, you were stuck on the previous cor- mask. Mask. <laughs> <laughs> And she oh, may she... well have had some musk yeah. too, but, you know, <laughs> at this moment, we're like, not that is bold. So it's not opaque, though. It's not so bad. Okay, Thank fine. You.
2: Mm-hmm. Hunter nodded, tears prickling her eyes. I'm sorry, but I really must go. The man suddenly <laughs> deflated. He was clearly put out at the sudden break in the erotic scenario. However, consent at these events was sacros- sacrosanct. Her. <laughs> so he had no choice but to comply with her wishes. He unlocked her chains and watched her as she practically leapt from the table without so much as a thank you. Her discarded dress was on an ornate silken chair. Silk, no, silk chair. Oh, I think silk chair better, chair. silken chair is better. Silk much better. <laughs> Against the wall. She grabbed it and wriggled back into it as best as she could. It had taken her nearly two hours to carefully construct the dress around herself at the hotel earlier. Now she was trying to achieve the same effect in two minutes after at least a bottle of Barello. Oh my god, poor
1: (laughs) I know. It's not easy. I do enjoy a Barello. Yeah? Yeah. Big fan.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. I'm a fan as well.
1: I know that's not the point in this. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm quite quite aware that I pulled attention to something that wasn't. Have you ever
0: tried to get into a complicated outfit though when you're a little bit tipsy? Uh,
1: Oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah. Every day, getting dressed. a pair of tights on and off when you're
2: drunk is oh a nightmare gosh. so oh. yeah, to get one of those dresses on and off must be uh, impossible I, I mean... think I would just go to sleep in it <laughs> I love the tip ah fuck it fuck it,
1: we, <laughs> all it know, up.
2: we all know you went to sleep in your wedding dress come
1: on <laughs> you just pulled it over your head That's and that was it. it I mean it cost enough you may as well make the most of it I wanted at least another
0: six hours in that <laughs> oh I will never forget those longs I live buying a very erotic beautiful outfit that was essentially all Sort of satin straps and velvet and everything and you know as a woman you're like on a fabulous weekend away yeah so i went to the bathroom to put it all on and you know be all fabulous and i kid you not i because my brain doesn't work and you know even with like <laughs> the instructions youtube videos everything i was in the bathroom for like 45 minutes <laughs> trying to put this on to the point where i was like he's gonna think that i've died <laughs> or gone out the window and it literally... It, but at that point, you're committed. Yeah. I was. I yeah. couldn't... I was I can't go out holding it, because I just look like a twat. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I just have to... Do, and it literally, it took me an hour to get into this thing. Which then, of course, I had on for 35 seconds. Yeah. So it was yeah. really yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there with suspenders. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Like, honestly,
1: I've like... I've like ripped them and had to put on another <laughs> pair putting them on and I was like oh this is fucking your job to rip them not mine <laughs> but then it's like they keep popping off and you're yes. like oh and, and then you start getting hot and sweaty yeah. and you're like
0: okay right. and they make a noise as when they ping and you're yeah. like in public and it's like um <laughs> you're even if like roll. they're
2: waiting it's like I'll be right there yeah would you mind she asked a passerby nothing but a frock comb motioning to the corset lacing at her back but of course he replied smiling then, with a wry look around the room, somewhere more appealing to be? Actually, yes, she said breathlessly before thanking him with a kiss on the cheek and almost running back upstairs. Her corset was haphazardly tied at best, and her skirts were all wrong, but the dress was unlikely to fall off her, so that was enough. She emerged into the cool night
0: air that always tasted so deliciously of salt before pausing to catch her breath. I'm just, I'm going to pause this, sorry, I, I, I won't keep doing this, but people ha- have said to me for years, oh, but Venice smells, Venice stinks. it doesn't, and it's not, I lived there for six months, Venice does not smell, it's lovely, and it does, the only thing it smells of is the salt, so, you take it up with me, Instagram, about Venice smelling. Exactly, I haven't <laughs> been yet, but I agree. Neither mm. have I, I would love to go. Oh my god, mm-hmm. what well, we should do, we should do a... A um, vice, a vice Venice. Trip to Venice. Vice, vice in Venice. Venice. Oh. Vice
1: Venice. Yay!
2: That's
0: a good idea. <coughs> <coughs> and and cut. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I back sorry. Back to oh, Stab me with that <gasps> pencil. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah,
1: it's
0: okay. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. She like came in with her
1: pencil to stab me in the leg. It's a. It's not blunt. You're good. Okay.
0: Oh fuck. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's just chaos, like
2: last day of term It's because it's the last one I think and It's, it's like, the
0: last oh. one Okay, <clears throat> okay I right I cannot even remember Oh, yeah
2: <clears throat> Running up a flight yeah. of stairs in an authentic whalebone corset had caused spots to dance in front of her eyes like tiny fireworks Calm down, she told herself He is not going anywhere He may be spectacular, but no man and no master should ever be run for Back inside the Grand Hall, Stuart had been unsurprised when from the gates of heaven he saw a dishevelled hunter barrel out of hell and run giggling into the night like a very, very x Cinderella. Sighing contentedly, he met, he motioned to a servant and sent the message he had been hoping to send all night. Then relieved of any more avuncular duties, he descended to the delicious angels, ascended, sorry, ascended. <laughs> He's going to heaven. <laughs> yes, he is going to heaven. He ascended. ...to the delicious angels
0: with, with whom he hoped to spend a satisfying evening. Okay. So, some minutes, ah, from the party, Hunter had suddenly realised that she was alone in Venice in the early hours of the morning. Walking home alone was not the most sensible choice she could make. Perhaps she'd been a little hasty in leaving Stuart. After all, the first flight back to Scotland wouldn't be leaving until after six in the morning at the earliest... She leaned against a cold stone wall damp with the rain that had thankfully stopped for now and tried to work out what was best to do. She needed to get back to the hotel book a flight and get back to Scotland and then find him. No doubt Tiffany could help to track him down.
1: Always. Of course.
0: Her head clearer she walked carefully over the slick stones to a pontoon where she was relieved to find another pair of party goers already waiting. Done for the evening The woman inquired through her ebony mask. She was sensibly enveloped in a black velvet cloak. But Hunter could see the chain attached to the submissive at her feet, dangling from her sleeve. Yes, Hunter said, suddenly very aware of her disheveled appearance. Her hair had come undone and was all over the place, catching the dew of the nighttime air. She looked like a character for some bodice-ripping historical drama after the rat party. The woman nodded to her attachment. This one was naughty. So it's home for punishment, I'm afraid. I wish I was going home for the same, Hunter thought, as the lights of the water taxi swirled into view through the mist. The taxi slowed as it reached Hunter's hotel. She found balancing in the slight wave difficult in her dishevelled skirts, the weight of which pulled her with the sway of the boat. She managed to stay upright, however, and as she exited the boat with a breathless goodnight to her companions, she knew she would owe the costumiers a serious apology in the morning. If she left Venice before she was able to return it, she'd write Stuart a proper apology, as it would no doubt be he who had to face the wrath of the diminutive dominatrix. And she was fabulous in the previous chapter, I do. Oh, in fact, no, the one before that, I have to say. Hunter entered through the glass doors of the hotel and received a pleasant greeting from the night manager, who asked if she needed anything sent up to her room. She did not. She was almost vibrating with a mixture of excitement and nervous anticipation. What she had felt on the way to the event had been nothing in comparison. She could feel her heart pounding in her chest all the way up in the lift, an old fashioned affair with a gate that had to be pulled across before it would ascend. She took her key from the inside of her left stocking and opened the door to her hotel room. Her suite had a small living room with an embroidered sofa, an end table next oh, sorry, and end table next to it. The lights had been set to low and a decanter of amaretto had been left on her table. My God, what is wrong with me? Had been left for her on the table. Hunter smiled. She could think of no better way to warm up after her nighttime flit. She poured herself a glass, took a deep draft, and set off for her bedroom to divest herself of her costume. Hello. The glass fell from her hand and smashed spectacularly all over the floor. Tiny shards cut into her ankles, yet she wasn't able to move, or breathe. There he was, sitting on the chaise at the end of the bed, as if it were his room that she had just walked into. She stood, eyes locked on his, the smell of almonds penetrating her senses. Tiny little pinpricks of blood were showing through her white stockings. But right then she wouldn't have cared if she were bleeding to death. He reached into his breast pocket and pulled out a letter. It seems you have a fairy godmother. Godmother? Godfather. (coughs) I'm going to do that again, because this is an important scene. He reached into his breast pocket and pulled out a letter. It seems you have a fairy godfather. Getting to his feet, he crossed the room towards her. Hunter had begun to shake. All the fear and heartbreak and uncertainty of the past few months had evaporated like a warm breath of air on a cold winter's morning. She opened her mouth to speak, but still no words came. She couldn't believe he was there. Suddenly her knees buckled. He caught her in his arms and kissed her ravenously. She wanted the kiss to last forever, wanted to be consumed by him until she was nothing but his tongue inside of her and his body all over hers. Nothing but his, to do with as he pleased, to use her as he wished. She was utterly drunk on him. He pulled away and she looked up, smiling at the familiar stubble and delighting in the masculine scent that was all his. I came as Stuart explained what had happened, he said. You don't need to worry. You never need to worry. You are mine. Always. She nodded her complete and utter assent, still unable to speak. He turned her around and tied her tightly to the bedpost with a thick length of silk rope that had been coiled next to him on the chaise. He tied her wrists over her head, looping the silk rope over the thick carved wooden canopy to ensure she wouldn't slide down in the restraints. He was going to take his time with her tonight and every night. I am going to fuck you, until even the devil turns away. Her her whole body and soul screamed yes. This is what she had been longing for, the thing that would make her complete. She wanted to be stripped bare of all artifice and pretense, to feed her soul with the undeniable pressure of him around her and the familiar force biting her wrists. This bondage filled her with fire and comfort. It electrified every nerve and licked at her wounds. She hung there, ready for him. Her hair had fallen around her bare shoulders, her breasts only just constrained by the corset that was already threatening to release them. Her skirts pulled up around her waist. She was a fallen angel made flesh. He reached down to her ankle and took a drop of blood onto his finger, which he then touched to his lips. She moaned, her desire soaking her thighs and pulsing through every aching nerve in her body. She was his. At last she was his. He removed his jacket Took off his shirt and took a knife. The knife that she had given him all those months ago from his back pocket. You kept it, she breathed, her voice finally coming back to her. I did. Use it. He did. Ooh. And that is the end of the book. And the chapter and everything. Cheers, babies. <laughs> Cheers. That's so
1: emotional. I when I read that I was so happy. Because you, you want that. You yes. know, you wanted yes. that to not be the case that he.
0: Yes, you wanted them together. You wanted yeah. them together legitimately.
1: I'm so excited to hear what happens next.
0: I know, I know, I know. She's found her Do much. we get a scene peek? Well, there's not exactly a scene peek, but so the four books, it's a four book series, but it's not like a usual um, sort of sequel and then, you know, third. It, it's not chronological go back in time For Darcy's book Okay And they jump around In the timeline But Every question you have About Vice Every little thread That doesn't quite Get tied up um, The blue silk dress That Stuart sees When he is Ministering to Stephanie In the woods Why Darcy disappears Of an evening What happens to Nick After all the revelations All of these Mm. things all, all come out are tied up by the end of the four-book series. But you've got to read all four to find out what happens. Aww. So Darcy's book is next, Sacrifice, released next year, 2024. For those listening Amazing. <laughs> whatever time, we're recording in September 2023. So Darcy's book, Sacrifice, is out next year. Um, yeah, and some things will be revealed, but again, not all. And there'll be even more mysteries to solve. For the next one So
1: yeah Oh I can't On that wait. note ladies hey.
0: guys, Thank you for joining again Lady Diana Always a pleasure always was a pleasure you.
1: Thank
2: you for having me again
0: A cheers to an absent Darcy Of course And I just want to say Thank you to our, I know for you guys You have a couple more coming But thank you to our listeners This is the last one we're going to do For Vice And yeah It's been a pleasure And uh yeah We are done for now Cheers 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 <laughs>
1: We hope you've enjoyed the latest chapter of Vice. If so, buy the book, where even more
0: will be revealed. But also get in touch and follow us into our world of debauchery on Instagram at Vice the Podcast. Or find me on Facebook and online at terrystuartauthor.com. Until next time.